What is up, everyone? My name is Adnan Shafi, and this is one of our urgent podcasts from Pariah Nation. Originally, we were meant to return in around four days' time, but there's something that's extremely terrible that's recently just happened in my city. I feel it's something we have to really talk about, and this is the death of Mahmoud Hassan, um, a black Somali man uh, from Cardiff who was allegedly uh, beaten in police custody and we're going to obviously cite our evidences uh, for these claims and he came out and now the police are calling it a sudden death so it's obviously very suspicious it doesn't make much sense to anyone and they've sent it to you know internal affairs for them to be able to investigate it but today we're going to be talking about that we're going to be talking about the responses we're going to be talking about the reporting the protests etc with marwa ahmed uh, would you just like to introduce yourself tell us a bit about yourself and um how you got to know about the news and what your first reaction was. Hi, so yeah, my name is Mama Ahmed. I'm 19 years old. I'm a second year law student at Cardiff University. Um, I found out about the death, literally at, I think around 4 a.m. to be honest, I was on my phone and um, I saw one of my friends, she posted it. She was the first one to post it that I've seen. And I was shocked. I was so shocked that it happened in Cardiff. 20 police officers and you know I, I just I never saw it coming at all to be honest with you like I, I just didn't expect it to happen here in Cardiff for 20 police officers to kill one man yeah and I think for me obviously it seems a bit it, I'm shocked because uh you know and this is what I tell people we'll, we'll get into the conversation about white privilege later on but as an international student I'm from Kenya you and um one of the first questions I asked is when I was applying to the UK, how racist is this city before I was applying? And when I was talking to people, you know, you'd hear, oh, you know, this end, like, you know, this part is a bit, you know, there's some Islamophobia here, there's a bit of racism here. But when I heard of Cardiff, I heard things are fine, right? And yeah. when I looked, yeah, when I looked into it, I mean, like, so far things have been okay. I'm not gonna lie. And then slowly by slowly, stayed here for like a year and a half. Uh, I've been talking to people about the stories, you know, and you're finding out all these small cases of racism. But then when I saw that this happened in Cardiff, I was taken back and I was infuriated and I started asking questions because this for me was just totally unacceptable. But we'll go quickly through the facts um, before we get into like any major analysis. Uh, but this is the official story of what we have based on public information. And I know that there is, there's a possibility that there is false information going around. We're just going with what, for, what the BBC has said for now, because they're the ones that have used like official statements from the police. Um, we're not necessarily going to use any tweets or anything as something that's authoritative as of yet. So uh, what they do say is that, uh, first of all, um, Mr. Mahmoud was, uh, arrested, I believe it was on Saturday um, or the night before actually. And um, he, I think it was for disturbance of peace. That was what he was being arrested for. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even that's just a bit questionable, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on, right? And um, he, according to his aunt, had no injuries, right? Before that arrest. I mean, well, during that arrest as well, right? You know, before the arrest happened, etc. Then as he was taken into police custody, uh, he came back out at, I think it's around 8.30 GMT on Saturday. Yes. And um, an hour after that, his aunt also saw him again, but this time he had wounds and he had bruises, etc. So that's one eyewitness statement that we have. So 
there's we can basically place it within an hour or so you know between him having last contact with the police officers and then now going back home and later on apparently he went to lay down uh because he felt too weak and he said that when they asked do you want medical attention they said that he was too weak to be able to go to a hospital or anything like that uh he thought he was going to be fine but he didn't wake up and yeah. unfortunately he had, he died may allah have mercy on his soul mm-hmm. um and i just think we need to sort of unpack that like what what are your first thoughts when you think about this it sounds like something that would happen in america like you said but not do you know what it's not just cardiff i actually i've never heard a story of police officers in the uk being so violent up to the point of death like it's not something that i would say like of course i've seen police officers forcefully arrest somebody but then up to the point where they kill the the um the when they kill the person they're trying to arrest you don't hear of it you you just don't not hear so again basically just shocking yeah no I'm pretty also, sure the sorry go on go on go on go on no i was just going to say like what you said about um why they even went to his house for piece of what was it breach the of peace of, yeah yeah breach yeah. of peace yeah yeah i just don't understand why 20 police officers needed to go for that Hmm. Yeah, and I think it's it's a bit it's questionable and I think like I don't even know the amount I'm not sure if that was the exact amount we'll have to make sure that we get those statistics Okay, but, I mean that's yeah, that's what everyone is is saying and it doesn't really make sense. But, yeah, and I mean it really I mean this the main thing I think is that he was in police custody and within an hour of him being in police custody he was reported to have injuries and wounds. That's what we know. And we know that after the we we know for a fact that after he visited the police custody <clears throat> uh like you know after he was not even just visited like you know from the moment of arrest that's what we know he was fine until the point of arrest he was fine until after that that's when he contracted injuries that is a fact and he eventually died so we need to look at obviously what could possibly have happened and unfortunately there's more fingers pointing at the police than anyone else mm and i think it's it's the onus is actually on the police to produce evidence right that um that there is someone else that is involved or someone somehow he miraculously got mugged within an hour and managed to walk himself home and you know like that's that's what they need to explain to us um but what what are your general questions after hearing these you know these facts of the case i, I mean where do you start the question I mean like we were speaking about this like just a couple you know minutes ago the time difference like why are some people saying he left at 11 but some 11 a.m. and then the police are saying that he was released actually at 8:30 a.m. a.m. and also like the biggest question is why hasn't any footage been released yet why has that not been released like it doesn't take long it's there are cctv cameras all over police stations and that whole area of Cardiff Bay town docks everywhere so it shouldn't be hard for the police just to release that footage or police officers have body cams on them it should have those footage those yeah those, that footage all of them they should have been released this morning i think yeah for me i'm just a bit i'm really questioning what's going on the footage should be released because if you're the one who's 
you know, you're the one who's being accused, right? Yeah, obviously you don't yeah. have to, yeah. like in a court of law, technically you don't have to be the one to prove innocence. It's the prosecution that have to prove guilt, right? Beyond a reasonable doubt. But here's the question. We're dealing with the public now, right? And you're a public institution. The whole point of the police is to serve and protect in quotes, right? So we can only serve and protect if the public trusts in you. And right now, it's been more than two days since Mahmoud has passed on, right? And was likely, in my opinion, murdered in police custody. So where is, where is that piece of exoneration? You can't just say that you yeah. handed over to internal affairs. Let us know what happened. Are you, unless there is something to hide, because they're exactly. saying that they're in quotes, they're going to view the footage and examine the footage. And by the way, you know, me and I think, uh, I'm not sure if you study miscarriages of justice, but there are cases, by the way, people shouldn't be like, oh, you know, why would the police do that? There are cases where the police have fabricated evidence, right? And we don't even need yeah, to go for in terms there of is. Yes, miscarriages of happens. justice. Like we can talk about the Cardiff 3, which is another case, you know, where, um, you know, um, there were certain witnesses that were coerced into making certain, um, you know, statements in court, which are actually doctored statements mm. they, they literally coerced them into committing perjury right so I, i'm not going to put it past police officers to do this and for when people ask me oh you know why are you being so you know critical of the police it's because who else is that to be critical of yeah exactly right exactly. what happened someone people we, this is what we mean by we need answers what happened what was the nature of the arrest why don't you release a statement about the arrest itself 100 mm, percent 100%. Yeah, because I mean, I'm just reading all of these different reports, as you said, like, you know, the eight, late eight o'clock, 11 o'clock, I think obviously, yeah, maybe we can, we can, maybe we can just give, uh, you know, that one the benefit of the doubt and say that, okay, maybe someone on social media got it wrong. But okay, the question, yeah, true. The, the question could be, you know, when it comes to like, you know, 830, what, why, first of all, like, you know, why, why would the police, if they knew that he was injured, why would they release him in such a state? Yeah. That's another really big question. Why didn't they? Why didn't he get medical help? Mm-hmm. Why was he offered it? Why did he deny it? Those type of the you know those type of questions need to be answered. Also, another question or another like fact, basically, every time you speak to a a, a police officer about this, all they're telling you is that yes, it's under investigation, under investigation. But why haven't these police officers who are suspected of committing this crime why haven't they been suspended until this has all been dealt with hmm. that's true they should be suspended that's true i think it's the main the main concerning thing about this is like there's already been i mean some people were calling it a sudden death and i think that that's literally the the, the story changing like because i literally i mean i'm gonna find this article if i can find it um i really just need to I really need to find this article, but I'm, I read a report about, you know, um, a sudden death, right? So w- why did they call it a sudden death? How do you think that changes the, um, the actual story of it by being called a sudden death? How do you think that changes it? I think it changes the story because a sudden death already is built on the assumption that it was a mistake and it was like, you know, not even the police's fault because sudden deaths do oh, happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people have random heart attacks, like, you know, life just sort of ends for some people like that but what are the chances within 24 hours of you know police custody that this he has a sudden death does it really make sense yeah i mean that's it what doesn't. i'm asking 
and like that was a report that I saw from yesterday and now it's I mean I can't really find the article but now people are like you know now it's old they're being investigated and now here's the thing right if you're an innocent person this is what I'm, I'm saying to those police officers if you're truly innocent like if you're if an innocent police officer in this situation or if the police department is truly like you know they were not involved in any way shape or form or let's say uh, they're trying to make the claim that he was mugged then at least prove your innocence first because you're dealing with the public not with the courts yeah but, and it all goes back to releasing the footage yeah so us were basically we're waiting we're waiting for that footage and yeah. yes there's post-mortem reports that are also meant to come out and some people might be asking why uh we're so concerned with all of this like but let's be honest guys what what else could have caused the death like what is likely from the facts that we know right now he was wounded and then somehow he ended up dead does it really make like what else could have caused the death and there were also some reports although i haven't i'm yet to verify them yet but some people had also made claims that um and also the family themselves are making claims that um he was actually assaulted in police custody so that's what they're claiming because it doesn't make sense you know we can we can actually look at for example him being able to walk back home um a wounded person it makes sense a wounded person let's say he was beaten in police custody mm. right and um you know from there what actually happened was uh he had to walk back home right or take a taxi or something right or maybe he was injured and then he had to proceed to get a taxi if someone is extremely wounded it makes sense that they would take like an hour's time to get home or something of this sort yeah yeah that yeah it does make sense yeah it just it really i mean there's so many unanswered questions for me that at this at this rate we're just looking for answers and it just it makes no sense can someone just tell me what caused those injuries that's what we're looking for what do you think is it possible that he could have got gotten mugged you know you've lived here longer than me is it possible at that time of the morning to be mugged getting released no, at 8:30 not in the morning absolutely not what day was it on again it was on the 9th so is that saturday or yeah i believe that's saturday that was saturday yeah yeah it's on saturday no it's... if you got released 8:30 in the morning on a saturday yeah. i don't think so yeah to be honest like even okay i'm someone who's like you know we've i've lived next to places where they've been like you know mugging so with those literally not really like a mugging but there was like a sort of fight that happened and people got stabbed and this was at city center and that happens like late at night you know under the the cover of night so again like the chances of him getting mugged for me i'm not really buying that story guys like yeah. unless someone can tell me you know who actually inflicted those injuries upon mahmud unless someone can give me a plausible explanation i'm still going to say i'm very very suspicious of the police department yeah it's only now actually there are stories of police officers in cardiff that that's done that has done this before mm. there are two stories i've heard now where um, i think one of the welsh politicians he was at the protest yesterday and he spoke about how he was assaulted by police officers i think 12 years ago um and today at the protest um watching a live video of it and um one of the one of the protesters spoke on behalf of someone else who was ashamed like they couldn't speak it for themselves but it was told that she went to the police for help 
and she ended up getting beaten up by the police in a police van. She ended up with a black eye because she went and, to help. She went for help. And they never did they take this to any like obviously like you know a lawyer or anything like that. But then did they did they take it to any lawyer or anything? To, to be honest with you, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. I I don't want to say anything that's not true, but mm. these are the stories that have come out and as far as I'm concerned, I don't think any ju- yeah, point is those two individuals the moral of the story was that there was no justice served to them. Yeah, no, I did actually I can I can definitely vouch for that. For example, yeah. with the member of parliament I saw on BLM Cardiff's um story that he made a speech and he talked about how 12 police officers i believe that was Oh yeah, 12 police officers. That's where I got yeah. the number 12 from. Okay, yeah. so it might not have been 12 years, but I yeah. remember the number 12. Yeah, yeah, so 12 12 police officers actually I think they had assaulted him. Yeah. Uh, and even you know the, the apparently the CCTV footage was not able to be produced. You know that's that's again questionable. And it's already casting a bit more doubt. And now I'm actually also reading an article from Wales Online that says, officers have said the death of Mr. Hassan was sudden and unexplained. How can you make how a conclusion? How can that be unexplained? Yeah, how can you make a conclusion if you're, if you're also saying that it's being investigated? You see, you see the way the, tr- the tone has changed. And this, yeah. this article was released. Let me see. I think this article must have been released... Um, yeah, it was released today. It's been updated, right? It's been it's been updated. But yeah, generally speaking guys, this is really this is ridiculous. Like you, you how are they saying that it's sudden and unexplained? But then also then, at the same time say it's in being investigated. Yeah, now you do know what right now I feel maybe like I feel I just feel unsafe. It's scary to think the police amongst you, the police that are supposed to be taking care of you, mm-hmm. are really hiding. Like they, 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 they just don't. How do I say this? Like they're basically just not doing their job. They're not serving to protect. They don't protect you. And when and yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. Basically, that when it does, how when things like this does happen, the police always just get away with it. It's almost like they stick together. Even those who who are who are good police officers, they never speak out. It's true, it's true, and also like even if we're gonna talk about you know more, uh, you know more stories, I've I've literally uh, I've done work with um, the race council uh, here in Cardiff of like you know in Wales etc. The BAME Youth Forum and. Um, you know, for those who don't know what BAME is, it's, a, it's essentially another word for POC, but here it's the POC term for, you know, the UK. We've, we've worked on like, you know, the BAME Youth Forum, et cetera. And we've had to like, you know, go to meetings, right, with the Welsh government. And we've, we've also, we've talked about this. Police brutality came up, uh, but it was like something that was mentioned in passing. I believe there was one person who, who actually mentioned a story where he was stopped and searched and they had actually like roughed him up. Like it wasn't necessarily like oh punching and everything, but extremely like rough, etc. And also just before before we get into because well, we're gonna get into this, you know, next um, what actually the response, etc. Like you know, just another reminder for people in England and Wales, I believe the statistics are very shocking in relation to stops and searches. Oh, A black person goodness. is ten times more likely is than it a 10 white now? person. 
it's 10. It used to be seven times more likely when I was in sixth form. That was yeah, like, that's 10. Yeah, two years ago in year 13. Yep. Black people are 10 times more likely to be stopped and such than white people. Now tell me that isn't white privilege. It is because do you know what that means? It means you've seen the black person and you think, yeah, this is definitely, this is a criminal. They are 10 times more likely to be a criminal just by looking at them. What else mm. does that say? Like, how can you tell me that the police isn't a racist institution after that? Yeah, and there's no area, I believe, if I look at this article properly, right? But there are no areas in uh, the UK, right? Um, yeah, there's not a, not a single police force in England or Wales has registered an arrest rate of less than 20 for every 1,000 Black people. By contrast, not a single police force in England and Wales registered an arrest rate of more than 20 for every 1,000 white people. So now people can either say, oh, you know, they can, they can go to that classic conservative argument. Oh, you know, it's just Black culture. It's Black culture. So you're, you're implying that committing crime is inherent and you know yeah, enshrined what do they mean black by culture. black culture what do they mean when they say that someone like ben shapiro made this point and i'm like yo and he has the audacity to be like oh i believe in equal rights for all people no you don't just say you're racist and move we can take it we prefer racist when they're upfront you know yeah at least just say you're racist and we can move forward with our lives right but for people who are actually debating the authenticity of these statistics we can keep going and we're actually going to get into like you know these responses and then we're going to finish off with black lives matter because a lot of people think that this is the most that black lives matter is actually talking about we're not saying that black lives matter as in we're only referring to the the killing of black men by police we're also referring to the women who die in disproportionate disproportionate numbers the black women who die in disproportionate numbers during childbirth for example in the hospitals we're also talking about black life in general Right? We can talk about ethnic penalty and how ethnic minorities specifically and were most worstly, like, you know, the worst impacted group is actually uh, Black people who are yeah. having to face difficulties in getting jobs. And these are things we'll talk about towards the end, about what Black Lives Matter truly means. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> we'll also just go into some, some, some responses. And <laughs> the first thing I think I'm going to bring up is... Um, you know, the, you know, first of all, the reporting from Wales Online. So for those who don't know, oh Wales Online my God. <laughs> and Mara's reaction can literally <laughs> sum it up for you guys right now. We're just going to, I mean, I'm going to release a, a, a snippet of this on, on Instagram. So if you're listening to the podcast through audio, uh, just go on to Instagram and, and I'm going to show you this. Uh, but let me actually get, where is it? Let me actually, let me quickly pause. Okay, guys, and we are back, and we were just briefly talking about uh, the photo that was used by Wales Online, which is a media outlet here um, in Wales, and the the choice of the photo. So I don't think we were able to get that in the last sort of take, but Amara just briefly right. explained to us uh, about the photo, and for those who are on Instagram, you can see it. For those who aren't, you might want to go on, onto Instagram for this part, just see what I'm about to post there. I mean, you know, like I said to you before, like when I first saw it, I was really, I was angry. I was furiated by this choice of picture because what is, what are they trying to say about Black Lives Matter protesters? There were, there was a politician there and no, no picture of him was decided. No picture of him was put up. There was so many pictures of signs 
of um, you know Black Lives Matter signs, what they carried, what they held up, and they had really good uh, messages of equality and what we're actually fighting for here. But this picture, I'm sorry, but it makes us all look like thugs. That's so true, uh, and this is exactly what we're talking about. It's like, I mean, at this rate, you you have to know. I mean. Honestly, I don't know how, and I, I can't believe we keep asking these questions. How did this get onto the internet? Like, how did this get onto the front page of, like, you know, um, you know that that sort of tweet that they posted out? How did that get onto that tweet? Just as that whole story, for example, there's another story, um, and, and this is what I mean by the media. Sometimes the media is not even on our side. A lot of the times, the media is not on our side. I it, I can't remember a time where they was. Yeah, I mean, after all, they're all just telling stories. I mean, uh, but here's the problem. It's like, you know, when you when you put your sort of faith in the hands of the media, sometimes they end up just telling stories that are there to get more reads, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily saying that that's what Wales Online is doing, but this is it reflects very poorly upon the organization and the way they decided to report this. How can you show uh, one person out of the protest who's clearly making like you know gun signs and is holding a cigarette and um is wearing a hoodie over the head during the daytime you can't even see their face yeah this is i mean what is the subconscious image that you are portraying you're trying to tell people that these protests are illegitimate and i'd say quite frankly it's, it's absolutely disrespectful to mahmoud and his entire family because this 100%. this is for them you're, you're trying to say that the people who support them are thugs that's essentially yeah. what you're trying to say there isn't even see, a picture yeah. of Mahmoud there. Like, that's what I'm so shocked about. Clearly, that is the first thing you would think of. Put the picture of the person who we are fighting for. Exactly. It makes it makes no sense to me as to why that wasn't the first image that was thought of. I mean, for some of the publications, that they, they did have it. Uh, and obviously, you know, Wales Online, they, they published an apology. I'm just going to try and get that for us as well. Uh, so this is, but we this is what we said, and uh, this is what they said. Sorry, an image we used earlier this evening from the protests today over the death of Mahmoud Muhammad Hassan was poorly judged and not in any way reflective of the nature of this event during which it was taken. While the choice of the picture was not intended to undermine or discredit the protests in any way, it is evident that it has been interpreted this way for understandable reasons. We apologize sincerely for the distress that this has caused. We will do better. And this is the problem. This is my problem. It's like yes, there sometimes is this like. You know, there's, you know, there's some things you can, you can excuse, like, you know, a slip of the tongue, etc. Yeah. But this really, like, you know, this is and a also, picture. yeah. And also they, they, the way they wrote it, it's like, oh, like, we're sorry you interpreted, you interpreted it that way. No, mm. you put, you knew what you were doing, right? Like you, you knew what you were trying to say here about us. And it's always apologies, apologies, apologies. And it's like, it's no change, no change. They never think twice. Yeah, I think it, it, it's, as I said, it just reflects really poorly on on what's going on in this 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 institution of the media in general, not just mm -hmm. Wales Online, for example, the BBC talking about the N-word, all these different things. I mean, like, oh yeah, these God, are mistakes, yeah. but like, are you serious? Like some of these mistakes are inexcusable. It's like, they there's more that needs to be done because even at times the... Like, you know, the, the organizations are not going to be on your side, like in terms of the media, like even the way certain protests were reported, etc. Certain, the, and this is what I'm talking about, like, you know, in the US, they literally had certain 
entire batches of media, like, you know, entire media houses that managed to convince an entire block of the US population that Trump had not lost the election. And they did not do this by explicitly stating so, but they fed into the conspiracies, the way they reported all these stories. And this is why I'm telling people, this is how powerful the media is. So what do you think someone is going to infer from this? When you show when you show someone showing gang signs, all these different things, but you're not gonna, as as Marwa said, show the the, you know, the MP that was there. You're not gonna show all the people who made those heartwarming speeches, all those people who are making who are, are you know performing prayers over there. It doesn't really make sense to me. It's it's really unfortunate, uh, and I think that this is one of those reactions that, for me, it quite it angered me quite a lot, uh, and. I mean, we'll just have to also, I mean, this is the, the, the like, you know, as we're, we're really like discovering all these different reactions from different people. I'd say from the Welsh government, I'm impressed that first of all, um, that uh, the first minister sort of came out and said that, yeah, you know, at least they said something that they're looking forward to, you know, uh, seeing this investigation happen. When yeah. it comes to, you know, different sort of institutions, you've seen people speaking up, the Bame Youth Forum has said something, uh, people have in general been speaking out against this but now i just have a, a major question for for you know the student institutions that are around here and by the way we need to just speak about that i expect schools to be making statements about this and we'll get into a very specific case right schools i doubt it honestly mm-hmm. from my experience being in school and yeah being in school here in wales it's 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 not so it's not what you think the reaction isn't it's like you go into school it's like life is normal it's, it's mm. never even mentioned if it is mentioned it's between me and my friends we're talked about or just like you know it, they, it, we've never had an assembly about this I don't remember it being discussed in like as a lesson like this is what happened police are you know capable capable of doing this like it's just it's like life is normal. They talk to you like everything's fine. Like I, it's, I doubt that schools, schools will, you know. I'd say I, I, I get what you're saying because I've definitely I've heard of schools even being enablers of racism. Some people even telling students, oh, you know, you need to go back to Somalia, or you know, just sort of. First of all, the way some teachers use the N word, even though it's written in, like you know, when it's written oh in those books and you're doing God. those class readings. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> that will always trigger me no because you don't understand this is a generational yeah. thing there are people who the people who went to school before me and before me and before me again they why is it we and the, my siblings they're younger than me and they're studying the same book mm. the same off my cement book out of all books in the world why why are they studying that mm. and in less in those lessons the teacher will tell you, oh, no, it's fine. You can say it because it's not in offensive context. What on earth does that mean? The word itself be, is offensive. Yeah. How can and, you tell me the context? And that they don't realize this actually does have an impact on how people think. Because that was in GCSE. In sixth form, I have had so many arguments with people saying, oh, but I didn't say it in an offensive context. It sticks with them. They really believe that, oh, yeah, it's fine. I can say it as long as it's in a friendly context because it's not in an abusive context. How does that make any sense? You know, it doesn't make sense to me because, frankly, the way... I mean, a lot of people don't understand the N-word, but 
I see it as, you know, black people coming together to sort of take back some, at least some, you know, a, a small bit of institutional power that we've been, now we own that word. And to be the honest, thing is, yeah, sorry, carry mm-hmm. on. Yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. I was going to say, right, mm-hmm. I personally feel like nobody should be using that word. I mm-hmm. don't use it. I don't, I, but the thing is, I don't have a go at people, I don't have a go at black people for saying it. It's literally a feeling that I get. I mm. like when I hear my black friends use it. I don't. I don't it doesn't. It doesn't hit me. I doesn't. It doesn't. You know what I mean? But then when I hear someone who's not black, I'm thinking, "What's wrong with you? Why would you say that?" So yeah. yeah but well, from where I from where I'm standing, I just feel like if it was up to me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think anyone should be using that word. Yeah, no, I respect that opinion. I think that mm. um, when it comes to me, I, I, I'm just trying to explain, you know, uh, why, for example, some people might use it in their art, etc., and some people might also use it as something as, as as casually. The whole point of society, I mean, society society is essentially stratified, and systemic racism puts white, specifically white males, at at the top, right? Yeah. And when it comes to that word, regardless of how you say it, regardless of how friendly, you know, whatever friendly way you think you're saying it, right? Yeah. You will always have the power to use that word in an oppressive way, 100%. and we don't know. We actually don't know because you could be saying my n word, right? But what in what context do you truly mean that? How should I decipher that as a white person, given the history um, that you've had with the, with the use of that word? So, quite frankly, right? It's not about. It's not in anyone's place, right? If you're not a black person, this is not a conversation that you should be a part of. This is a black community conversation about who you should be using the word or not, because you'll never understand, right? And even when it comes to those people, it's, it's mainly the people who deny racism exists that try yeah, and uh, it's true. You know, make it seem like, oh, anyone can say the word, which for me is just, it's been, it's been ridiculous. You're about to say something as well? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, an upcoming artist in the UK, Ivorian Doll, she was talking about her, she was she was talking about Nicki Minaj's baby. I promise you, it's relevant, right? She um she then wanted to describe almond shaped eyes, but mm-hmm. she used a word that happened to be really offensive to the East Asian community. Um, begins with the letter C H. And mm-hmm. I was looking. I honestly, right? I heard it, and because. I didn't, I've never been around that community. I don't know if that's, if that was ever offensive to them. It's never been a topic amongst me and my friends. But I was looking through the comments and everyone was saying like, why is she using a racial slur, this and the other? And what I'm trying to go back to is your point of saying, of your, like what you said about how, oh, there's a friendly way of saying it. There's not a friendly way of saying it. And also the communities, for the community to decide. I'm not part of that community. I never thought to question, no, it's not racist to say that. I, really, I was shocked. I was like, oh, okay, so it is. Because mm. they are saying it. I'm not part of that community. I shouldn't be telling them, no, this is not offensive to you. And now I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking, how has so many people felt so comfortable to say it to me? To exactly. say that, oh, no, the N-word is, it's not, it's not, it's not racist. It's not. How are you telling me that? Yeah. It's like, it's insane. It's, it's it's crazy because it's like oh you'll stab someone and then you'll be like the person will clearly say i'm bleeding and you're just like no you're not 
Yes! Ah. Oh my god, you hit the knife's blunt. <laughs> it's like, you know, the knife's blunt. It's like, oh, it's just a butter knife. No, it's like, if you're bleeding, you're bleeding. You know, this, it should be, it shouldn't be a discussion. And this is one of you those things. You literally took the word out of my mouth. I use the example of a broken leg, not bleeding. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> it's like, how are you going to tell me if my leg's broken or not? If I can kill yeah. you. you know, this is, it's, it's ridiculous. But even speaking of which, right? Uh, I want us to talk about the response that we, we've seen. Or should I say the yeah. lack thereof oh my from God, specifically yeah. the Cardiff 100%. University Student Union and to the, the Cardiff University. And at the time of this recording, which is at 5.59 p.m. on the 13th of January 2021, there has been no response from the Cardiff University Student Union. Let me, let's actually go through what they've posted so kindly for us mm. in the last two days. So let's actually just see. Because I decided that, you know what, I'm going to check Twitter and I'm going to check Instagram. Those are the main modes of communication. Let's actually just take a very quick look. Um, here's, you can, I mean, you're going to probably see it. They've literally posted something about, oh, spring, you know, all these different things. Well, in about, January. Yeah, elections, yeah. Like, you know, oh, they're talking right. about spring and how the elections are going to come. You know, there's a bank holiday just every other weekend. I mean... You know, this was posted when? This was posted, I think it was a day ago or two days ago. And keep in mind that the protest started yesterday. The reports of news came two days ago, right? I would appreciate like, okay, fine. If they were at least saying that they're waiting for investigations. This is something, it's an urgent matter. It is. And this is what we mean by as a black community, sometimes we feel neglected. And some people mm-hmm. might be like, oh, Adnan, you're overreacting. But so oh, it's actually, say that. I'm not even, the thing is, I mean, in this, in this case, you might say it's happened the first time, but actually this is not the first time. Let us go back to June, July, when three black people, right? And this is excluding the protests, the people who were killed during the protest, right? So three black people were killed within a month, I believe it was. So there was Ahmad Arbery, there was oh Brianna Taylor, who still has not received justice, right? Yeah. I've not followed up on the Ahmad Arbery case. I still need to read into that. Uh, but also for George Floyd as well. And the U.S. Mm-hmm. was basically like, you know, on fire in terms of like, you know, those protests everywhere, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, those protests in whatever, these different places, you know, even in Japan, Tokyo. And it was like, you know, I was wondering, where's the SU statement on this? What is going on? After a while, I can't really say for how long. Can't really remember how long it was, right? And I don't want to give like an incorrect sort of date and be unfair to the students' union. But where is where is the response you know i asked that and we sent them we sent them an email and we got one back that was quite it sounded like gaslighting to me you know really yeah quite frankly because the way it was you know those diplomatic sort of responses that you get oh yeah oh you know we thought that it was this was basically what they were saying like i'm going to summarize the letter it's like you know we wanted the black community and you know whatever to take lead on this and i'm like you know so we're supposed to take lead when you don't have a platform. And you're the students union, you claim to be representing the student body and you've seen what's been happening that is a, it's affected students' lives. And that was the response. We got so mad. We eventually had to, you know, send another email. We had to like, you know, take it up with the president. Eventually they posted something, right? But quite frankly, like, you know, yes, thank you for posting something. But again, we, you, we, we talked about how we were going to change and how things were going to change. Where is the change now? It's been two days. It's been two whole days. And the thing is, guys, if someone's like, oh, just give them time. No, guys, this no. is two whole days. It doesn't days. take long. It doesn't, 
even if I don't even here's the thing I don't mind them even being totally like agnostic to the issue in terms of saying like you know oh you know we're waiting for investigations but we're extremely concerned at least that shows that you care yeah about just what, give you know? recognition to what has happened and I just want to say I don't understand how they even feel comfortable posting about elections with something like this I don't feel comfortable posting a normal picture of myself right now I actually can't because how could I life is not normal right now in Cardiff as well exactly and I mean if we even go to Twitter this is something that was posted uh I think it must have been like 15 hours ago so they want right? to use us for pictures <laughs> but never fight our battle never yeah that's basically what we're saying before the podcast yeah. so for those who can't see it's basically uh there's a picture of, of two I think they they're the Cardiff students uh and they're obviously from ethnic backgrounds but here's my issue guys like this is my this is my main challenge right this is the problem we're always being used for diversity picks Yes, we are. Right. They'll be so quick to find members of an ethnic minority background for pictures. But when it's time to really show your support, where are you? That, this is exactly what we're talking about. And we're not, let me be very clear. We're not trying to say that the Cardiff Student Union has ill intentions, but we're just trying yeah, to say yeah. we're disappointed. Yeah. Like, you, I'm sorry, we feel this way. And this is something that people have to listen to. We feel like we're being used for photos. We feel like we go to the university website or the student union website that we're going to be put there, you know, the classic, the token black person, the token hijabi, you know, all yeah, these different. Oh my God. And it's it's a bonus if you're a black hijabi, you know, that's like yeah. you know, one thing. Like if you get that, oh my God, our diversity points go up. You know, this is this is exactly how we feel. We feel like accessories because diversity is not a statement. It is a commitment and commitments require action for them to be actualized. So where is the commitment? All we're even asking, like the thing is, I would have understood even if there was like a small story, like, you know, story, you know, post on your, like Instagram story, something like that. But even, even that would have been too little. Where's the post? But you're talking about elections. Like, I mean, this is what I'm trying to say is it doesn't take long guys. Like some of us be, be doing like, you know, social media on the daily, you know, creating four TikTok videos and, you know, creating, um, you know, Instagram posts, all these different things. It doesn't take too much time. Literally it takes 10 minutes, sit down, at least uh, talk with one black person uh, or one of the BAME officers, specifically a black, I'd say a black person or a black sabbatical officer. How do you feel about the situation? Do you have any black friends that have talked about the situation? Ask the advice and post something about it. Because honestly, there's it's 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 quite sad to be honest and i don't even know if the university has also made uh, a statement about it but this is what we're trying to say to the universities if you're listening to this and you're from a university or you're from the students union we're not trying to say that th- there's ill intent behind this but you need to appreciate the fact that this is not getting involved in politics human rights should never be controversial right this yeah. is this is something that is you know this has been a very very i'd say eventful year in terms of black lives matter in terms of racism it's really starting to gain traction and yes there have been improvements but it, it feels like time and time again that not, not enough is being done and not only and i mean I'm, yeah go on sorry sorry go on, go on if go on. this is how we feel i really don't think anyone has the right to tell us otherwise like it goes back again to the whole point of we are part of this community you can't tell us how to feel or we don't have the right to feel like this or say this or have that kind of opinion just take on what we're saying and please just improve on it yeah no I, I just I genuinely feel like 
um, I don't want to be gaslit again. That's the bottom line. Mm. Because for for too long, that's what that's been what's happening. And it's not it's not a one-time thing, it's not a two-time thing. We've even heard of, you know, that that infamous case at, you know, uh, I think it was the medicine school where there was a play and people did blackface and literally nothing happened to them. There was an investigation or something like that. As usual, you know how it goes, you know. From what I heard, it was them, it was there was not enough action that was taken uh, to reprimand those students. But you just wait. I mean, like, you know, the, the, you know, when you go to places in the US where people can literally be kicked out of the university for, you know, the smallest infractions, and it's always worse if you're if you're a black person. Yeah. You know. But as we've seen time and time again, it's like uh, our black people's issues keep falling on on deaf ears. So I think um, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna you know go through some our final takeaways and possibly some solutions. What are we essentially asking for me and you from this podcast? So we're gonna just start off with you. Like, what are your final takeaways? Uh, advice to some allies, perhaps. And um, lastly, what solutions do you want us to propose from this podcast? I, I don't know could you start off with that one I don't know where to where to go with that yeah that's totally fine that's totally fine um yeah this is what I'll say uh so the first one obviously my final takeaway is is obviously yes we know the case is being investigated but we we, we really need to discuss police brutality at length we I'm tired of also this thing of you know deeming certain places as innocent because it is in these places that I think that we, we're, we're giving the most slack to people like, you know, the police departments to, to essentially do whatever they want, right? And I know that there's been, I'm not saying that there has been no progress, but for a man to somehow end up dead and to be uninjured before going into custody and then be seriously injured after coming out of custody and then dying the day afterwards. And by the way, he was not charged, by the way. There was oh, yeah, no, he was, released he was not charged. Time. So this is this is what we're trying to say. It's like before anyone brings us any of that. Oh, you know, uh, he was a criminal, therefore it was justified. And if you if you make those arguments, those are despicable arguments, by the way, because nothing will ever justify, um, even if someone is selling drugs, even if someone has committed a murder under the UK law, right? Regardless of what you've done, the, even the state cannot take legal actions unless you've obviously um, you know decided to shoot at a police officer or something like that. You basically unless you are endangering the life of a police officer or a member of the state, or just a citizen, you have the right to life, essentially. And that's under, you know, the European Convention of Human Rights as well. You have a right to life. So there's no such thing as death penalty as well. So even if, right, even if he was guilty of, you know, those breach of peace, in quotes, uh, you know, charges, or if they were able to charge him, right, because even then you wouldn't have been able to prove guilt, right? If he was actually found, to, they, they had evidence against him, it still does not justify whatever happened to, to him. And that's something we also need to take away. Then my message to allies, I'd say a lot of the allies, uh, you, need, you need to also realize that your job is not there necessarily to speak on behalf of black people in such cases. We appreciate the support, right? We'd like our voices to be amplified because unfortunately some, some allies without noticing it, they might end up actually you know, saying certain things and they end up becoming a spokesperson for the black community. And then mm -hmm. it ends up becoming this whole white savior thing. And some people have a tendency to do that. So just sort of look within yourself and just check, right? Find out what's going on. Because 
we that's something that will actually like you know hinder the movement and probably even cause some more animosity between some people of the community because it feels like you're sort of taking away that voice that's a key thing so just amplify the voices you know ask questions don't assume like just as we said when it comes to you know certain racial slurs or is this racist or not things like cultural appropriation all that you know you need to just really look deep and just say like you know i'm here to learn you're a beginner right going with a beginner's mindset and then um to the students union and specifically the university if by the time that this podcast has been uploaded there is no statement i highly encourage you to post one because the black community time and time again we've posted on facebook we've posted on different you know you know things uh, sort of uh, platforms here and there you know we've told stories there's been several cases of racism even within uh, you know certain communities where some black people have experienced racism uh there was a case where someone uh you know walked past a black history month poster and said my n word to one of the obama posters something like that and we, there's no i mean there's been no progress from what i know in relation to that case i could be wrong um but just in general just know that for every statement that is not put out for every minute of silence or even every second of silence and every single time it keeps on happening you will lose the trust of the black community and a lot of other ethnic minorities because there's a certain level of frustration now we've had stories of i mean you can i can go up to several people and i've had this discussion with several other people of the feeling of being accessorized it's not about ticking off diversity boxes that's not what we're looking for we're just looking for equality and yes it's not a bad thing to use ethnic people in your posters etc but if you're willing to put these people at the front of your campaigns etc at least be willing to stand up for these people when it comes to the time where they need you most it's so important it's so imperative and yeah. you also need to find ways of decolonizing the educational system even within the university ask questions discuss with different race equality groups there are many of them here in cardiff ask yeah. them to review the curriculum have conversations with your black students you know and when you're making decisions and this is key it, it's not meant to be something racist but when you're making decisions for example like the whole wales online thing and deciding to post a picture or not ask a group of black people if they find that okay cuz you may not for example yeah you could still do that and people could still get upset but you you went the extra mile to actually find out is this something that could inflame relations between us then my last one goes to the uk and you know just in general the educational system citizens of the uk whatsoever you need to stop glorifying colonial history stop it you know we cannot be looking up to people like cecil john rhodes as heroes no we cannot be looking at these people yes they might have done good things but are you telling me right the same way people are going to argue that if you know mahmud was arrested because of this charge oh he should have just complied right you're going to tell me that someone committing one crime for example even for the george floyd thing people bring back his criminal history etc how he had pointed a gun at a pregnant woman so if you're willing to to say and justify the death the death right the death of yeah. one person because of a crime that they committed in the past but you're not willing to hold these colonial leaders in the past to account to take down their statues you're not willing to take down their statues they're already dead and they've done way worse things 
like you know perpetuate acts of mass slavery mass enslavement and torture inhabitants of you know local lands etc if you're not willing to you know that's a double standard you need to yeah, look into your colonial history you need to look it square in the eye and ask yourself if you're willing to accept it for what it truly is stop whitewashing the history books tell it as violently as it is right because us as africans me as a kenyan coming forward my grandmother had stories that she had to tell she lived next to one of these camps these colonial prisons and she used to hear people get tortured that story is valid and it should it should actually contextualize and it's not just her there's several other people someone on recently posted on this other forum you know um how kenya and you know nairobi in general was segregated how if you want to get arrested as a black person you'd go to a certain area and just be present and you'd be arrested and how you know there was also different you know ethnic groups like for example indians were considered to have more privilege even my grandmother was used to tell me that because she looked indian at some like you know at that age apparently according to the colonial administration that she could use the the indian bathroom all these things like we we need to look deep into the history of the the colonial empire because if and if anyone wants to argue that this isn't the history of uk citizens you should change your mind because yeah. the uk is a diverse country it's not just for white people right and you need to hear the whole of the history black history needs to be something that's taught that's what that'll be my final advice to these institutions all around but did you want to say uh, anything in relation yeah. to that yeah i mean i would just have a like my main issues is with the media um i feel like again just tired of being misrepresented again and again and again and at this moment it just seems like they they know what they're doing they're doing it on purpose and even when they do apologize like okay but what actions are actually going to come what changes are going to come from this time and time again we see the same thing happening um what i said earlier about police police yeah police officers when something like this does come out that there has been a there have been a group of police officers who have um um assaulted a, a member of the public i feel like that is the time where police officers should should be clear that this was not okay this is you know not acceptable but i almost feel like they stick together and they support each other and they don't come out and they don't put their all in i want to know why why do police officers why are they allowed what's happened to the police officers who have tampered with evidence why are they allowed to just get away with that and you know they literally just killed someone mm. and no evidence has been um no evidence of them being innocent has been released why is that and also just with schools i feel as if they they need schools not just schools universities colleges all educational institutions they like you said they need to stop um they need to stop what was the word you used they need to stop whitewashing they need to stop whitewashing history they need to start teaching um black history black lives matter all of that it needs to be taught with seriousness yeah and i think one point i wanted to touch on in relation to the media when people start asking oh you know this is racism or you when you're having black only outlets or you have then you're always bringing a black owned business you always bring a black on this i mean w- what do you expect 
Like really, yeah. what do you expect? I would not be surprised if someone launched. I would support someone who decided that, you know what, we're going to actually um, develop our own Black-owned newspaper. And I'm pretty sure that there, there is there quite a few out there, right? And my, yeah. my support goes out to you. Because unfortunately, when we're, when we're found to be present in other forms of media, apparently we're, we're you know, represented by someone who's putting up two gun signs and a cigarette and, you know, hood over the head. And obviously no disrespect yeah. to that person, right? But we know yeah, the that's thing is, something we need to make clear. Like, you yeah. know, if that's you, fair yeah, enough. No, like, yeah, no disrespect to that person. Yeah. But it but, shouldn't be the face of us. Yeah, that's I mean, not, yeah. How are you going to tell the Black story from one perspective? You know? I mean, there's, there's numerous, numerous stories from all around the continent. And, you, you know, people trying to sort of portray, you know, Black community as one homogenous group with no ethnic diversity whatsoever. It's just incorrect. Yeah, it's incorrect. And the only reason why we use this identity of Black is for a purpose of identifying literally who's, who's, who's the group that's literally being persecuted by this racism, that's all. And using that as a unifying factor for us to demolish, uh, you know, this systemic racism. That's the only reason why we identify with that as a political term for the purposes of unity, identifying where the problems are and uh, eventually abolishing white supremacy. That's literally it. Mara, did you want to say anything else before we close? Just, I mean, for anyone that's listening, if you're religious, just make a prayer for Mahmoud Hassan. Um, may Allah grant him highest level of Jannah Amen. and justice for his family, I mean. Um, and yeah, hopefully this isn't just one of those stories that we refer back to in a couple months time where it's like, see, you guys didn't do anything. You said investigating, investigating. I just really, really hope this case is different. Honestly, I don't like believing that we are living in a country that is filled with racist institutions, basically. I don't like it. I hope that this case is different. And yeah, that's it. I, that's all I have to say. Yeah, and I'll also just make one last final statement. Um, yeah, this isn't the only case that has, you know, very recently sort of come up in the UK. We will not, we're not forgetting, by the way, we're not forgetting Shukri Abdi. And oh, we're not yeah. satisfied. Yeah. We're not satisfied with what the court has come up with. We're not satisfied. And we're not satisfied with the reports that we've seen. We're also not satisfied with the outcome of the case of Christopher Capessa. Mm both very similar cases, right? And now we have a third one, right? This is basically, it's, it's hit very close to home in terms of people who live in Cardiff. So I would, I would just invite people to read up on these things. Read, educate yourself, right? Whether you're black or you're not, just read, educate yourself because you can have a hand at changing things in the future. And that's exactly what we need. But thank you very much, everyone. Uh, we might do a second episode just to sort of update you. Uh, yeah. If Mara was able to make it, of course. Yeah, um, depending of course. on when, if they do a post-mortem. If there's any updates, we could come on here. And obviously, it could be a totally different um, tone. It could be a totally different thing. But as of now, yeah. we have every right to be angry. We have every right to ask questions. And we have every right to suspect the police because there is yeah. no other, I mean, for me, 
uh, I'm, I'm really not buying the story of him getting mugged on the way. It's like one hour. That's one hour that is unaccounted for. Mm. Someone needs to tell me what happened during that hour. Anyways, guys, thank you so much. This podcast should be coming out today. Uh, and I want to thank Marwa so much for taking time out of her busy day to be able to make it here. Um, and to everyone else, yes, just do pray. And uh, we will see you in the next few days for an update podcast. Thank you very much and good night.